I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. In this third season, I've taken the theme from season one, which was called The Holistic Healing Connection, and merged it with a theme from season two of The Dragonfly Connection. So now, join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. And just one more thing before we get started. This podcast is a passion project. I do love doing it, but it's a one-woman production crew from start to finish, a lot of work, and I don't make any money doing it. So if you like what you hear and you want to keep hearing it, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with your friends. And if you'd like to go a step further, check out my Patreon page. The link is at the bottom of the show notes, or you can search for the Dragonfly Connection on patreon.com. By becoming a patron, you get one-on-one access to an online community, access to me and some of my show guests, and an online self-improvement book club, and more. Thank you so much for all of your support. I really appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey, friends, we are less than 12 days away from Christmas. And although the holidays are often considered the most wonderful time of year by many, they can also be a difficult time for people with mental health problems like me. And right now we're in a mental health crisis in the U.S. and it's probably safe to say in most of the world. So I can pretty much guarantee that you know someone who is struggling right now, or maybe it's you. Today I'm going to be sharing some ways to help you and them have a happier, healthier holiday season in spite of it all. I know we're at the tail end of the season, but right now we're also in the thickest part of it. And then there's the whole holiday letdown thing in January that hits a lot of people really hard normally, but more so now in the last couple of years. If you've been following me on social media or listening to my podcast since at least season two, you know I grew up in a very dysfunctional, neglectful, and traumatic family environment with an alcoholic narcissistic father who is at least bipolar and a mother with PTSD and borderline personality disorder. But both of my parents were always able to get it together during the holidays. I don't know how, but they did. And growing up in gloomy Kodiak, Alaska, they made the holiday season from October to January and far into January because we would honor Russian Orthodox Christmas as well. They made it very merry and very bright for me and my siblings. Now, I include October in there because my birthday is near Halloween, and that is a personal holiday. And Halloween, I could never understand why it wasn't one where we got the day off from school or work, and I still don't understand it. Well, anyway, one of the best things I inherited from my family was our love of holidays, and especially Christmas. When I became a mom, I kept the James family holiday tradition of making fall and winter the merriest time of year for me, my son, and anyone I interacted with. And my love of holidays grew even bigger when I added a husband and a daughter to our family. Now, back before I entered the world of helping others on their own healing journeys, and even in the beginning of it, I would hear of people getting depressed during the holidays, and I just couldn't understand why. I thought it was like a mindset thing or something, but obviously I was totally wrong. And like most things in my life, I got to learn the hard way. In a couple minutes, I'm going to give you some tips on how to help yourself if you're feeling that blue, anxious, or just flat out depressed feeling. 
And this isn't just for those of us with PTSD or CPTSD. This is for anyone struggling with their mental health. I will also give you some tips on how you can support the people in your life who are feeling those things during the holidays or really anytime. But first, let me share how the biggest holiday freak, that's me, turned into someone who struggles with depression, PTSD, triggers, and anxiety October through January. And the thing that's really crazy is I didn't realize I was struggling until just a few years ago. And I didn't start getting support until last year. And this, this year, was the first year I addressed the trauma associated with it even. Now believe me when I say, and you're probably going to hear me say this a lot, just because I have been a healer for other people's healing journeys for a long time, it doesn't mean I don't struggle with effectively working through my own shit. I just, I'm human. And that's even with all the tools and resources I have available to me. So if you're struggling to figure it out, do not beat yourself up. I'm going to say this over and over again. I say it all the time on my Instagram post and other podcasts. Get support. Get help, please. So back to me. <laughs> the first hit to my holiday joy was December 22nd, 2005, or at least that's the first hit I can remember. When my sister interrupted our holiday cheer with a phone call telling me that our 21-year-old brother Kyle had died of an accidental drug overdose. Over the next couple days in a haze of shock and grief, I not only spent hours on the phone with relatives, made arrangements to get my distraught mother on a last-minute flight to Alaska and get her there, I also remember trying to make sure my son, who I think was around eight at the time, still got quote-unquote Christmas. Christmas like we knew it. I knew that our lives would change forever after that moment, but I just wanted to hold on to a couple more days of what felt normal. So I slogged through Christmas Eve and even Christmas Day. I spent the holiday with my son and my boyfriend, then left the day after Christmas to spend a week in Anchorage with the rest of my family, making arrangements, crying a lot, and hosting a memorial service. Now eventually life did go back to quote-unquote normal, and the next holiday season came and went with some grief and a lot of stuffing, and I don't mean the kind you eat. I was convinced that the more holiday cheer we immersed ourselves in, the more it would heal our hearts from last year's trauma. I mean, that's what happens in Hallmark movies, right? <laughs> and then the cycle continued for years to come. This was before I knew that I was a disassociator and good at it too. Then October of 2012, my mother lost her battle with pancreatic cancer. And just six weeks later, a couple days after Thanksgiving that year, my stepmother, Julie, followed. And with the loss of my stepmother, we lost so much. We lost our whole step family, my siblings, who were also my kids' aunts and uncles. We also lost my dad, the only grandpa that my kids had any hope of ever having a relationship with. He's alive, but whatever dam was holding his mental illness at bay broke, and he's never recovered. So that Christmas was probably the hardest. And yet, each year after, even during the years of my son being a homeless runaway and my brother-in-law losing his family to divorce, I continued to persevere in all my holiday cheer, keep as many traditions alive as I could, and bring the holiday joy at any cost. But later, I'd find out that cost was my own mental health. And yes, eventually, I did start to feel the weight of my suppressed CPTSD symptoms, but I continued to try and cover them up because... There was no way in hell I'd be that person. I mean, who wants to be the holiday Debbie Downer? Definitely not me, the self-professed holiday nerd. But I now realize I've spent the last 16 years fighting an uphill battle 
armed with Halloween costumes, pumpkin pie, Christmas trees, gift giving, and manufactured cheer sometimes. If you can relate, leave a comment wherever you can leave a comment or, you know, send me a DM on my Instagram page, Amen. You're not alone. So fast forward to this year after suffering a nervous breakdown, yay, in June and hitting the trauma work really hard. But first of all, if you've listened to the first episode of this season with Teresa Turk, the Ritual Queen, you may have heard me say that I do still love the holidays and I just want to make sure that you know I do. I totally do, especially Christmas. And you can keep an eye out for pics of me and my family enjoying all the festivities on my Instagram page. So this holiday season started out like all the others. In September, I get super excited. But by October, that excitement starts to mix with fear of losing another loved one. Flashbacks and memories that make me sad rather than nostalgic. But what I did differently, rather than letting the sadness and triggers hijack my holiday cheer, I preemptively stepped on my self-care as soon as I started feeling that way and my trauma work with my therapist. We even did some EMDR work around the most traumatic, my brother Kyle's death, my stepmother Julie's death, and all the loss associated. And I am amazed, and it's no surprise, but I'm still amazed at how much better I feel this year. I do have zero anxiety, and rather than the all-consuming thoughts of sadness that I try to cover up with decorations, sugar, and Christmas movies, I have peace and only occasional thoughts of people and things I miss. Rather than covering them up, I sit with them, cry if needed, I journal, and I process those feelings. And then I'm able to move on and enjoy everything more fully. So now I totally understand how this time of year may not be the happiest for everyone. And as someone who strives to use my own mess as a message to others to help them on their own healing journey, I'm going to share some ways that you can help yourself and others not only get through the holiday season healthier and happier, but maybe also enjoy it a little more. I should also mention that I am just a Reiki practitioner, not a licensed therapist or counselor or doctor of any kind. Okay, so now my ass is covered. (laughs) Let's talk about you. The holiday season typically involves spending time with friends and family, I hope. If you're like me, it can be a reminder of lost loved ones who are no longer here to celebrate the festivities with us or lost traditions. This time of year can be stressful and filled with an overload of events and celebrations. So without proper boundaries, we can get very depleted, making it easier for things like depression and anxiety to kick in. For someone with PTSD, there are usually more opportunities for you to get into triggering and uncomfortable situations that are hard to handle. So first of all, if you were paying attention earlier, you know covering up your feelings never works, right? So we're not going to do that anymore. And in fact, it may make things worse, leading to more problems later on, well after the holidays are over. I know this to be true. Now, it's a great time to pay attention to those feelings and learn how to process them. This is something me and my guests have talked about a lot in previous episodes, processing your feelings, working through them. But if you're wondering where to start right now, I'd say start with some guided meditation and journaling. You can find lots of free meditations on YouTube and an app called Insight Timer. The link will be in the show notes for Insight Timer. And Laura Rao offers a great embodiment meditation in the last episode titled Embodiment. Then secondly, find support. And if you're not already in counseling, I'd highly recommend it. And if you already have a therapist you like, get an appointment scheduled. Share your feelings with them. That's what they're there for. And why not add maybe a life coach or an energy healer to help you on this journey? There are some awesome ones listed in my online holistic wellness directory, healingways.com. Many work remotely now too. Same with counselors. Also, if nothing else, just know that you are not alone. 
obviously you're listening to me share my story. We're not unique. Sorry to say we're just not (laughs) in that way. Although sometimes it's really hard to imagine that others are feeling this way when you look around at all the sparkle and joy. But there are plenty of us who struggle with mental health issues this time of year, as I stated earlier. Maybe it's time to join a grief or PTSD support group. They exist. And if they don't exist yet, if you're in a really small town, for some reason that kind of thing doesn't exist yet, start one. Why not? In your living room. While you wait to get professional or group support, who can you call or meet with to talk about how you're feeling? Do you have a trusted friend or family member who is good at listening? If not, there are a lot of free services where you can even text when in a crisis. And a crisis doesn't have to mean suicide, okay? That is definitely a crisis, but you can reach out well before you ever have those feelings. Please reach out well before you have your feelings. I've included some numbers of different organizations in the show notes that are just a phone call or text away. And now my third tip on how to help yourself and the tip Teresa Turk gave us during our conversation this season's first episode, boundaries. The holidays are a busy time of year and events can quickly fill up our schedules. And instead of agreeing to all the invitations and stressing out about doing everything, it is totally okay and necessary to say no sometimes. Your mental health comes first, so you should take time to relax during the holidays and de-stress. Saying no can help you feel more in control, give you more time to process feelings so you're less likely to fall into depression and decrease anxiety. I have a very strict rule for myself. And as an introvert, this helps me tremendously. I only do two social activities per week in December. And then the rest of the year, I try to only do one. Now, yes, I do probably miss out on a lot, but I feel better and it helps me enjoy the rest of my life and the holiday activities I do participate in more fully. And finally, be mindful of the food you eat, especially alcohol and sugar. Yes, of course, it's okay to indulge in some goodies for most of us. I am a sucker for all of it, but I am very mindful of my sugar and dairy intake because both make me feel achy, tired, and mildly depressed if consumed in even moderate quantities. And I know it's different for everyone, but sugar in general isn't good for any of us, so don't overdo it. And make sure to eat lots of healthy foods to support your immune system and counteract the extra sugar of the season. And that goes for your kids too, because their mental health is important and it also affects your mental health for if you're a parent. I personally start out every morning with, with a green smoothie this time of year, and I make sure to take my vitamins. I have a whole bunch <laughs> that I take, but, you know, make sure you take the Bs, vitamin D, and some extra vitamin C daily, at least. And let's talk about all those fun holiday cocktails that come with get-togethers and parties. Although fun and tasty, we all know, or hopefully most of us know, and maybe not, but you're learning right now, alcohol is a depressant. And it can just make you feel shitty all around, mentally and physically. For me, I have, if I have a glass too many, it affects my sleep and sometimes causes me to have anxiety the next day. So I'd really urge you to tone down the drinking or go for mocktails instead of your next gathering. And personally, I also prefer cannabis tinctures, drinks, or edibles over alcohol anyway. But if you don't know how it affects you, I'd wait until after the holidays to experiment, as cannabis has also been known to cause negative side effects in some people, and especially those who have untreated mental illness. I also live in a state where it's legal, so if you don't, first of all, that sucks, (laughs) and I am sorry, but then just disregard this piece of my advice because I don't need to be accused of promoting illegal activity. Now, of course, if either of these substances are things that you're using to cope with negative feelings, and you know if you are, 
I highly recommend seeking help from a professional and finding a new way to cope. Now, let's talk about those loved ones who are struggling. So I'm going to number these steps. Number one, become a support system. So again, support, support, support. Combating depression or PTSD symptoms alone can be overwhelming, but having a good support system can make it more bearable for the person suffering. And although it can be hard to consistently be there for someone who has holiday depression or more, your support can make a world of difference. To avoid becoming drained and worn out yourself, try to include as many friends and family members in their support system as possible. That way, someone else can step in to offer encouragement and support when you start to become overwhelmed. Now, frankly, I'm admitting here, I'm always throwing myself under the bus. I never let any of my friends or family besides my husband in on my holiday blues. I just didn't want to bring other people down. So I never gave them the opportunity to be of support. But I wouldn't have ever minded if someone just checked in on me more often during the holidays especially those in my life who know my past, know my mental health issues, are aware of the trauma I've experienced. Don't ever be afraid to check on your friends who might be struggling this time of year or any time really. Now on to number two, acknowledge their feelings. When you don't suffer from depression or PTSD yourself, it can be hard to be compassionate. Instead of just trying to force happiness and cheer on them, take the time to acknowledge their feelings of sadness. Let them know that it's okay to feel sad or whatever feelings they're feeling and give them a chance to express those feelings in a safe and a loving environment. Don't avoid them to protect your own holiday cheer. If you find yourself doing that with someone, maybe you do have some unhealed stuff you need to look at. Just saying. Number three, eliminate holiday expectations. So oftentimes, inflated expectations can cause people to feel anxious and stressed out during the holidays. You know what I'm talking about regardless of your overall mental health. So help relieve some of the stress by eliminating inflated holiday expectations. If you're planning a holiday gathering, make sure your loved one knows they're welcome to come, but it's not expected to be there. If they're too anxious or depressed to come to the holiday parties, never intentionally try to make them feel guilty for missing out. Instead, celebrate with them in a less stressful way, like visiting one-on-one, sharing pictures with them via text or memes, or enjoy a low-key holiday meal with a small group of close friends and family. And number four, encourage stress-relieving activities. Your family member or friend may not want to go out and participate in popular activities during the holidays, but it's important to get them out occasionally. Start by encouraging some stress-relieving activities like getting a massage listening to soothing music, or taking a nighttime walk around the neighborhood to look at all the decorations. And last but not least, encourage them to seek professional help. Don't offer your advice unless you are a professional, but encourage them to seek help from a professional for any form of mental illness they may have, especially if it lingers past the holidays. There are crisis lines that can help you also to help figure out how to help them. They'll be listed in the show notes as well. Now remember, Mindset does really matter. I do believe in that. But more severe forms of mental illness just can't be treated with a change in mindset or positive thinking. It just doesn't work. That's a covering up technique. So help your loved ones and yourself by feeling all your feelings during the holidays and beyond. That's the only way to truly heal so you can enjoy the holidays more and just life in general. So stay tuned for more awesome advice and inspirational stories every week to help you through the rest of the holidays and throughout 2022. My guest lineup this season is very impressive. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, now's the time. I'm going to keep saying this. 
<laughs> Follow me for some wisdom, advice, and a few laughs even. Depends on what mood I'm in. I'll continue to share my own stories and adventures in healing and will let you know when I start offering uh, virtual healing sessions again. I do plan on doing that in 2022. And if this episode helped you in any way, I would love if you left me a review on whatever platform you're listening on and maybe share this with a friend who's struggling. This could be your way of being part of their support system. So don't be shy. Reach out to the people who need a little extra love this time of year, okay? Because isn't that what this time of year is all about anyway? Giving, connection, and love. And with that, I'm going to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I'm wishing you and your loved ones a very healthy, fulfilling holiday season and a more balanced 2022. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.